Before we put this podcast together, I went to Amazon and did a search for leadership. More than 60,000 product results were displayed for me to choose from. One of the books displayed was about what Plato, a philosopher who roamed the streets of ancient Greece way back in 400 BC, could teach us about leadership. It's pretty safe to say that understanding what leadership is has been a quest that our species has been on for thousands of years, and that continues up until this day. In this chapter of our podcast, David McPeak will answer this fundamental question. What is utility safety and ops leadership? How do influence, performance, and standards apply? And he'll explore what leadership is not. So let's join in on David's discussion and see what it takes to be an effective utility safety and ops leader. What is leadership? Leadership is a very big concept. And what we want to do is really simplify it to two goals of a leader, really, and talk about each one of those things. And so when you think of leadership, think of two words. The first word is influence. The second word is performance. And ultimately, leadership is all about that gaining influence with your team and the performance of your team. And understand a critical point of leadership. And there's a lot of different answers to the question, how do you measure leadership effectiveness? How does somebody know whether David is a good leader in an organization, for instance, or or is he a bad leader? How is he viewed? And so ultimately the answer to that is the success of your team and their performance. But so let's think about, let's talk about each one of those two words, influence, performance. Let's start with influence and understand leadership. Part of leadership sometimes and critically important to understand is leadership is always going to be to a certain extent situational based on people and based on circumstances. And so part of leadership is just telling people what to do and them doing it. There's a time and a place for that. But most of the time, leadership is going to be more about influence. Other people wanting and willing to work with you, for you, be a part of your team, help you accomplish your goals, which hopefully are aligned with their goals and the organization's goals. So that's the first step of leadership is that discretionary effort you get, the influence you have over other people. The second part of of gaining influence is the the culture you create, the environment that your team works in. And the third piece is how aligned your team is. Do they have the same mission, vision, values, and goals? Are we working together to accomplish something, or are we almost working against each other sometimes? And what you'll find is the more you align your team, which is a difficult thing to do, but well worth it because an aligned team becomes self-sustaining and self-policing which then frees your time up for things other than just putting out the little fires you probably deal with a lot of the time. So align your team, create that culture. And I like to define culture as really what leads when no one is watching. And understand culture is what drives behavior. So creating the right kind of culture drives the right kind of behavior, which will ultimately help you get the results and the performance that you want. When we talk about performance, I really think one failure point of leadership is focusing too much on results and not accounting for the behavior driving those results. Just think about this as an interesting example. You're driving down the road and you see the sign that organization, and they're not bad signs, I don't mean to imply that, but think about this. This facility has worked, and it's always some huge number, two million man hours, or this facility has worked 30 years without a lost time injury. That sign is a result. 
That two million man hours or that 30 years without a lost time injury is nothing more than a result. What it doesn't tell us is the behavior driving that. Is it truly a safe organization? Is it an organization where maybe there's not a lot of hazardous work going on? Is it an organization with two or three employees? Or maybe it's an organization people have been hurt, but it's not reported or cases don't turn into lost time for whatever reason. Point being to really understand the performance, we have to couple the behavior and the results together, understand the behavior driving the results. Only then can we provide consequences, accountability, some of those other words that are associated with leadership and very important. And where we tend to fail a lot as leaders is going to the consequences, the feedback, the accountability before we truly understand the behavior and we just base things on results. That's especially true when we're talking about safety. Uh, it's just a, a couple of years ago when my son was a little younger and we all do this. He goes outside, I established the expectation, don't get too close to the street, right? And everybody has got kids will, will understand this. So I look out the window, where is he? He's you know, this close right beside the street. I walk outside and because we didn't have a very clear expectation, think about this. I said, hey, what are you doing playing this close to the street? I said, don't get too close to the street. And he replied back, said what? I'm not too close to the street. What had happened was there was no clear standard. And point being, without a clear standard, it is very difficult to do anything as a leader. So now we, we've changed that and there's a dogwood tree in our front yard. The rule becomes, don't go by the dogwood tree. And think about that conversation. I look out the window, we're not now too close to the street, we're past the dogwood tree. And what I know is if I have done a good job of communicating and establishing that expectation, then it's pretty easy to provide feedback and accountability associated with that. But if there's no standard established, and it needs to be an expectation of excellence around safety, around quality, around efficiency, around productivity, around how we are and how we act around each other. My former high school coach, I was, I've, I've coaching a, a younger kids team now, and, and he told me, he said, David, if your team loses by more than 15 points, that's not your fault. The other team's probably just better. But if your team loses by less than 15 points as the coach, you've got to own that and it becomes your fault. And I really think that's good leadership advice and guidance is to say, the team should always win and you should always lose. Be responsible for everything that happens on your team. And where leaders fail is trying to blame others or make excuses and, and We'll talk about that later. So that's what leadership is. Leadership is all about influence. It's all about performance. Now, let's talk briefly about what leadership is not. Leadership it should never be about you and what you're comfortable with. One of the things I like to tell people is unless you're looking for somebody to blame, your leadership should never be about you. Leadership is not about forcing or changing other people. And we should say you can force compliance. And as a last result, you should do that, especially when we're talking about safety. But one way to measure your leadership, if you're always having to tell people what to do and force people to do things, that's probably a sign there may be opportunity for improvement. And I hope you understand through, too that you can't change people, you can't influence them. Leadership is not about instilling fear and constantly threatening people. Sometimes that's a, a leadership strategy that could be situational. And if you know your team and you're doing it intentionally and strategically, okay, but generally speaking, leadership is not about threatening people. It's also not about the fear of delegating, 
losing some kind of power, giving other people things. The fear of change, the fear of emotions in relationships. That's extremely important. We'll talk about those things later. The fear of failure, how that holds leaders and teams back. And lastly, the fear of hurting someone's feelings or having that difficult conversation. That's the leadership is about courage, the part of the C5 leadership. It's not about being afraid and therefore not taking action. So to sum all of that up, when we think about leadership, think about influence, think about performance. Don't think about trying to force or change people to do tasks. Thank you for joining us for this podcast, which was produced by the team at Frontline Utility Leadership and Incident Prevention Magazine. Don't miss our next podcast. Make sure you subscribe at iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from. Until next time, stay safe. Mm -hmm.